Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show. We have a good fun Friday episode lined up for you where Mike and I, uh, you obviously notice there's only two screens on today. Um, Gabe is currently traveling the world once again. He got called by the Avengers to go figure a problem out in in the Middle East somewhere. Um, Wow. In Slovakia. Um, Yeah, just just helping out. I don't think that's the Middle East. Shit. (laughs) I think that's like in between Europe and Russia. Maybe. It's, I don't know. Well, shit. All right. Well, geography was a up. long time ago. Yeah. I didn't go. You can obviously tell how long it's been since I've been in middle school. So when we learned about these things, so even in high school, I don't think we covered geography that much. Um, but anyway, middle school. Yeah. It's a top secret mission. Obviously, he's just giving us mis, misguided information. He said Middle East and he said Slovakia. So that's kind of on him. Uh, I'm just following what his text was encrypted, what I was able to get out of it. Um, no, but anyways, uh, for those that are new to the show, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on. And if you're a subscriber that's been following us for a while, well, we thank you for always tuning in and checking us out. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to give this video a thumbs up. That way it does well on the algorithm, just a quick little thumbs up and hit the little subscribe button. If you're watching this podcast, but if you're on any type of audio, same thing, if you aren't already hit the subscribe button and you'll be uh, tuned in to any episode that drops on moving forward for those that don't know i'm wearing a next level hat a new merch at nextlevelhealth.com just kidding there's nothing there's no store <laughs> there's no store active <laughs> um i just didn't wake up uh on time so i didn't do my hair and um just not not to have like any type of bedhead i just put on the hat instead so Truth be told, today's a lazy day. It's been raining. We just dealt with a storm this week. And um, it's just put everybody that kind of out of like a rhythm. Even with clients, I feel like some of them that work in the medical field had to stay longer or work multiple days collecting that overtime. So it's it's that's that's that Florida summer time problems that we get. So yeah. I was actually I was kind of concerned last night because Jen had to work yesterday. Um, and she works in Fort Myers, so she has to go across a bridge to get home. And at a certain wind speed, they actually shut down the bridges. So mm. that was a legitimate concern of of ours. Like, what if, you know, and uh, of course, lucky enough, um, the storm wasn't that bad. But um, yeah, it honestly, like I, like hurricanes don't really like give me concern. It's just like, you already kind of know what you're in for. Like, it's mostly just boring. You know, and yeah, like, you know, having a little bit of time off unexpectedly can be kind of cool sometimes, you know, catch up on shows or movies or whatever. But like, if you're really not in the mood for that, then you're just kind of like stuck in your house. And for me, I was stuck in the house with the baby, the dog and the cat and the dog and the cat were both up my ass. Um, I have a funny story for, uh, for you about Chester, but that's later on, but yeah, I mean, dude, I watched, I don't know, like four movies yesterday because my afternoon client canceled. Um, and then we didn't we didn't record yesterday. So I was I was done with my day at 10. So I picked up Oliver and came home and I was like, 
all right, like let's fucking hunker down and just chill out. I mean, we had a, a decent day, but you there watch? was like nothing else to really do. Um, to be honest, I can't even tell you. I've been I've been making my way through the Alien movies. Um, okay. So I watched. I, I'm doing it in chronological order, which I've seen Prometheus before, but I started with that. I went on to Alien Covenant, and then I went back to like 1979 and watched the original Alien, which mm-hmm. was kind of funny to see in the year 2021. I don't know if you've seen that recently, but it's very, I'll use the word campy. Um, Mm. It's just, you know, you could tell they were very limited uh, (laughs) by the time (laughs) that they uh, made the the movie in. But I mean, you know, regardless of all that, it was, it was still a pretty good movie. Um, And then I watched, I did watch uh, alien two yesterday. So that was, that was pretty good. You know, and I saw a couple a couple of memes um, without ever knowing where that they came from alien Two, I finally saw, you know, the source material, which is always like, that's, that's a meme. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I also watched, Oh fuck. What's the name of the movie? Um, the kingdom with Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was pretty good. It's on HBO max. I was just like, kind of like just throw something on, you know? Um, but we did start watching um, Sweet Tooth on Netflix, just okay. kind of on a whim. Jen was like, oh, I heard good things about this. And it's actually pretty good. It seems like it's more geared almost more towards teenagers in a weird kind of way, but it's pretty entertaining. It's got a nice little story so far. Um, I don't know if you've seen the, the little clips. I know what it is, but I didn't watch the trailer. And I, I, I know it seems like it's a younger demographic type show. Mm-hmm. I did. I have been watching a lot of uh, TV and movies since this. It's been just rainy weather here. Yeah. Um. I watched um two of the Underworld movies. They got put back on Netflix. Oh I yeah, watched, I saw that. I watched. I watched the Awakening and I watched the original uh, first one. I always like the first one the best. Um. Mm-hmm. I like those movies. Every early two thousands movies. I don't know if you listen to the soundtracks. And it's always like the good rock music. The early 2000s had really good rock music. I'll tell you that. Like late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and it's always some good, just just motivational, makes you want to go lift rock music. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like when there's like always like the scenes, like especially in Matrix 1 even, like it's a, like a later 2000s movie. Um, there's a lot of good rock music in there. I just forget the the artists, the, the band names and stuff. But um, I watched that. I was going to watch Terminator 2 because they put that back one back on it. Um, I haven't made my way to watch that one, but I can never, as, as much time goes by, I always enjoy a good old Arnold movie. Um, yeah. Especially Terminator 2 is my favorite by far. Just like the, the shooting of it, the Arnold was like st- still in good shape naturally. Obviously he's old now, but um it's just like the nostalgia of that movie was is still even the effects are still good till this day. Obviously some of them are kind of like, you can start seeing like that's dated, but it's still, that movie was way ahead of its time. You know, that's um, th- on that point, not to cut you off on that, on that point though, I'm also noticing a little bit of, of that with the alien movies, the older ones. Um, and I think it was because they, they had to rely on practical effects because there, there yeah. just wasn't the technology to do a, a fake anything it had to be something tangible mm-hmm. um so like yeah it's dated and then some of the scenes it it, it kind of doesn't really work too well but it's still like it's pretty impressive sometimes i mean some of the scenes in um not so much original alien but alien 2 
some of them actually looked pretty good. And you can tell that everything on the set, that's all real. You know, you could reach out and touch it if you were an mm -hmm. actor there. And, and you can tell the difference between that and just like a, a green screen effect of some kind. Mm -hmm. So no, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to see. I like it because, but this is the problem. Like I think like people that are past our generation, the next generation over, they wouldn't see it the same way because they've been, they grew up in, in a time where all the movies at this point are like really well-made like the CGI and a lot of them are good. I even rewatched a lot of the Spider-Man movies and this was like a last week. Um, Spider-Man one and Spider-Man two with Tobey oh, Maguire. The, the Raimi ones. Yeah. Yeah. So like they, you can tell by the way, even he like swings the, the older, how compared to Tom Holland, Spider-Man, it's so much different. Uh, the suit, the, the story, the effects um, still good. I mean, those are movies that I grew up on, man. So they were just a lot of fun. I, I did watch a show uh, for, I guess for like, because uh, this is the thing. I've been like kind of diving into like other topics outside of fitness. And it has to do with a lot with intersexual dynamics, like, you know, between men and women. So there's this uh, author, shout out to Rolo Tomasi, that I've been kind of diving into his content. He, he ha has a lot of articles, but I also like bought a book and I'm kind of getting through it. It's a lot. It's like these little letters. So it's like, his writing, the text is so small that it takes me longer to read through each page type thing, but it's a very in-depth, like, you know, all about kind of that type of dynamic. And he made a, a recent kind of episode on his channel speaking about this new phenomenon on the show called Sex Life. And I think you've seen the, the, the uh, promotion. It's already, I think, number two in America for top uh, Netflix. I think it's number one in the UK. And it's, it's just, it's only came out like the end of June, like June 25th, it came out and it's already became top show instantly. And it's been consistently there. Like it hasn't dropped in the first week. It's actually keeps moving forward and it probably will become top show in the U S as well. But basically this, this, this whole genre of that, um, fantasy world, if you will, it's almost like the 50 shades of gray phenomena when that shit came out. Um, did you know that 50 shades of gray was never actually uh, bought by a publishing company and it was all self-published they never they never had like a marketing company they never had advertisement for it that that book was a phenomenon in its time in or the mid 2010s the 2010s it was a it sold about like 65 million units in like the first year um that's impressive all by itself all yeah. over the mouth and it's um it's this whole genre of like that the 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 i'll kind of i won't spoil it too much but basically the show is is like i kind of i didn't want to watch it but then when i saw him talk about it and kind of go into depth with a psychologist and everything on kind of how that works what's so appealing to watch it i kind of dove into it i could see like certain things that i'm reading in the book and um it's the it's the classic love triangle story that women love the women eat up they love that type of story where it's like the, the girl with the two guys, the two great options. And it's like, I'm just so overwhelmed with these options. What do I do? And then the names are so funny too, because the guy that she's like, um, her ex boyfriend, the bad boy, his name is Brad. <laughs> it's like, you can't get no more bro than that. It's like the typical big, tall, bad boy guy. Um, and then he has her like good looking husband dude. That's like, obviously has a family kids with already and stuff. But the chick's like fantasizing about her life, what it could have been if she would have still been with uh, the so-called Brad. Um, 
it makes me laugh because I was going through it and you can kind of see like the breakdown and like basically the way he breaks it down, it's like, it's divorce porn. And it's a, it's a thing where women go into that fantasy world where it's literally just about, um, it's about cheating. Basically. It's like, that's what the show is about, but how we've evolved so much from that politically correct stance, which I always find interesting. It's like, they don't say cheating with the side, the psychologist, that's a woman. She's explaining like the dynamic of the show and stuff that she likes and stuff. She didn't like, she doesn't say, Oh, like, you know, she was dealing with like cheating on her husband. And she's like, Oh, like it was non-monogamous. <laughs> it's like, you just want to change it uh, to sound for what it is. It's like, it's, it's, it is what it is. She's like, she's cheating on her husband. Like that's, you know, let's just say it for what it is. It's almost like prostitution is no longer said prostitution. It's called sex work. It's, it's just, everything is kind of changed into more of these like uh, softer terms um, yeah. for people to like, because um, anything that's shaming, um, especially when it comes to that section, that side of things usually gets uh, censored or pushed down. So it's just always interesting to me to hear um, the analysis when you break it down. It's, it's this typical stuff, man. It's the, it's the stuff that's happening now. Why I feel like it's a, it's a dangerous thing to go down is because I think some people won't look at it this way but some will. And this is why I think it was important that he addressed it is that it's giving women the fantasy that the grass is greener on the other side. Um, that's the, the synopsis of the show. Like that's what you see when you look at the show, the grass is greener on the other side. Um, I won't spoil the ending. It has a twist, but um, I got, it's a short show. I got through it pretty quickly and kind of skipped through a couple of parts just to get through it quicker. But um yeah, I mean, I, I think it's creating like a little bit of a dynamic for where it's no longer us dudes that are kind of on like on this thing. A lot of this like narrative is erotica is actually being produced and made by women, which is very fascinating how they view this whole dynamic. It's like the same kind of plot and it sells. It continuously sells. It makes money. It gets views. It gets buys books. It sells books. I'm sorry. And it just works. Um, interesting, though. Yeah, it's like a like you said, it's like a different style of fantasy, mm-hmm. um, and it's. I mean, I, I can't even really think of anything other than Fifty Shades, and then I guess this show where it's kind of all, along that. They have a three sixty five was on Netflix was created by Netflix as well. Netflix created three sixty five days. I don't know if you guys, if, you know, you guys got the chance to watch that or Jen wanted to watch it. Basically, the same concept. It was, that one was like more of a a stronger version of 50 shades of gray the stories are horrible like the plots are shit like this the movie itself is bad yeah. but it has very like uh vivid sexual scenes um that you can tell that the production and all the detail of the story was there that's like the thing uh but what it displays is what makes me laugh is that even though we live in a time of like so-called equality and wanting to be equal partnerships and in, in, in intersexual dynamics, the fantasy always ends up in this weird way. The stories, these movies, these books always end up in this, like this very like masculine alpha dickish dude. That's like, <laughs> um, in other words, if you saw that in real life, this is why it's like a fantasy because it's like, they say they like this stuff. Like it's arousing, but this guy's like a dick. <laughs> He's like, it's like, you know, controlling and telling her, no, you can't do this. Or like, you know, you, I, I control you basically. 
and it's like oh yeah i love it um but it's just funny <laughs> to see like that that whole like the, that's the fantasy of all these things it's like this very like uh dominant submissive role um and it gets glorified a lot on those screens and it sells like i said those that when that movie came out like i said i could barely get through that movie the movie that the, the the writing was just so bad that i'm like dude this fucking where's the story even going it's all leading up to this the sex scene and then after that the movie has zero substance to me like i only watched the first 50 shades of gray and that's because i was like seeing a chick that really wanted to see it but i try to watch the other one like with another girl and i couldn't watch it i'm like dude this movie sucks can we watch something else like it's so bad like it's the, the, the acting is dry as hell um i can't get i can't do it um but it yeah. just works i've, I've never watched them yeah you're not never missing out them. on much man i'll tell you that much I, I didn't i didn't think i was you got something else for uh something else to share mike uh well this is completely off topic but i did want to ask you um how did uh, how did Katara like having to go outside last night to to use the bathroom, or did you just let her go in the house? Uh, no. So uh, luckily for both my dogs that I have at the house, they're actually not bad with thunder and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, even the fireworks that we had for the Fourth of July weekend, um, they do pretty good with that. They, but luckily I kind of waited when it started dimming down, like the rain started kind of calming down a little bit. There were moments like in the storm that it just stopped for like a couple minutes. So I would run outside and go and let them out and they would do their thing as fast as possible. And even if it was a little bit of rain, I let them out. But what I do realize I'm going to have to do is I'm going to buy a little rain jacket for them. Um, just to have, it's funny as that is like we're first world problems, man. We just yeah. keep the dogs dry. So I don't have to dry them every single time. Cause it's raining all day. So I have to do that every single time they go out and, but they did good. They did really good this morning. I let, I, I didn't take them out first thing in the morning early. So I made them wait a little longer until I got back from work. And, and then when, the, when I got back, it had stopped for a little bit and then I let them out real quick, both of them. And then they both, I think they can kind of tell it's like wet outside. It's like, it's literally flooded outside. So they're kind of stepping in like certain sections that are overly saturated with water. So they just kind of stare at the floor uh, confused <laughs> and they do their business though. But um yeah it was interesting how was chester yeah chester uh chester straight up protested the rain uh he refused to go out um basically all day i mean i got him to go out when i got home at around 10 because it wasn't really raining that bad but as the night dragged on um basically it, it got to the point where i just had to drag him out there um at like 10 and then we got a little bit of defilade from the rain um at a certain part of the backyard because my house was kind of like blocking us and dude this this dog peed for like 25 seconds it was like one of the longest pees i've ever seen come out of an animal um because he really had to go but um it was funny because then you know once he gets wet he's kind of prissy about it i don't know if he just doesn't like to get his feet wet or or what but he came back in and just got zoomies real bad and then just flew around the house back and forth um but that that was that was pretty funny. He, he got gypped out of his walks too. So that, that part sucks. Cause he's sitting around, like I just ate, it's time for a walk. Like, what are you doing? Get off your ass. Mm-hmm. And then I'll like open the door and show him. And he's like, I'm, I'm not going out there. <laughs> I saw some of your stories that you were giving him like a treat, like a breakfast meal. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was his birthday. Um, that was, uh, 
Sunday, 4th of July. Yeah, he um, he's, he turned one. He's officially a dog. He's no longer a pupper. I guess he'll always be a pupper to me. But um, yeah, he got a he got a cut up apple and blueberries and maybe like six ounces of like a flank steak that I pretty much just like cooked the shit out of. So it wasn't because I don't know like what temperature you're supposed to give a dog meat. So I just cooked it well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a flank steak anyway, so it didn't take long. Uh, but it was it was funny to see him eat the apple because he for whatever reason, we give him that as like a treat sometimes because apples are good for dogs. So we'll give him like a chunk and he'll, he'll always take it to the rug and he'll kind of eat it because it, it's crunchy. He has to work on it a little bit. So I gave him like a whole apple and I cut it up and he would make like return trips to and from the dog bowl to like mm-hmm. grab a chunk. And then he would go to the rug, work on it and then go grab another chunk, go back to the rug. Um, but the steak he literally inhaled. I don't even know that he chewed at all he just slurped it up just real quick i, I put it into like tiny little pieces but mm-hmm. um yeah he loved it it was it was a nice little treat and he took the fireworks like a champ i was actually really really surprised mm-hmm. he didn't seem to care at all yeah no i think that yeah luckily my dog i, I got her young at it used to at a young age like vacuums loud like loud stuff happening outside let her go out at a very young age. So like she was like getting exposed to like construction workers and like sounding of like the uh, screw guns and like those loud, like puncture. Like, I don't know what kind of guns they used to kind of like, they sound like, like they're shooting off something super loud, but, um, and she seems fine. I mean, of course the fireworks when we were out this past weekend, she was like, she would jump because they were really close to us, like these big ones. And like, they would let out in the sky and then they would, she would kind of like jump a bit, but Overall, I didn't like stop her from like wandering around. She was kind of just doing her thing. She was just confused more than anything, but she does really well with it. Luckily, um, she's gotten into the habit now that when it's time for me to go to sleep, she'll go to her bed for a second. And then she notices that I'm finally going to lay down. Uh, she'll come and she'll go around and she'll just sit there and just start kind of like whining a little bit to let her on. And she won't just jump on on her own thing. She'll like wait for me to like. Yeah, let her know, hey, it's okay, or I'll pick her up and then just put her on the bed and she'll just like make her spot. And now she's getting to the point where she's super comfortable. She'll put her full head on the pillow and like <laughs> lay like a person. Um, but she gets super close to me. Like she doesn't mm-hmm. like not just use the other part or go towards the end of the bed. She'll lay right up close to me and sometimes she'll just kick the shit out of me. Like when she needs to readjust and she'll like have puppy dreams and kicks me, but I love her, man. She's, she's good. Um, you got to take advantage while they're still around. Right. I don't want to like be like, damn, I wish I could have spent more time with my pup, but um, she entertains me. She keeps me like, she, she keeps me home. That's one thing. If it wasn't for her, I'd be definitely like out more. Um, I usually always was, but now she's kind of an excuse to like hang out and obviously dogs always appreciate you, you know, more than people. So it's like, (laughs) you can just hang out and they're there. Yeah, I think that's the uh, I don't even know what like the real word would be for that, but it's like a litter mentality where they want to like sleep up close next to you. Chester does the same thing. He doesn't sleep on our bed, but um, like if he's on the couch, he he gets super close all up in my shit. Um, he always has. I don't know. It's just I think it's just like a like a dog thing. What about your last week at any time? How's that going? Oh, right. Yeah. So that's uh, that's this week as of. Uh, as of the airing of this episode, my last day at Anytime Fitness will be tomorrow, uh, a Saturday. Um, and it's, I know you've done this, so you can kind of relate to this. It kind of feels like I'm breaking up with a bunch of people 
um, all at once. And it's been pretty, pretty sad to be honest with you. <laughs> um, you know, cause I've had, you know, people being disappointed and, and, you know, kind of just taking it like, uh, taking bad news as well as you can basically like, Oh, okay. You know, I guess I understand. Um, and it actually kind of, it kind of sucks. I was uh, kind of secretly hoping more people would come with me, um, mm. which some, some are, some are wanting to come with at least. Mm. Um, but even more than that, I was hoping, you know, if they don't come with, I hope they at least stick it out and, you know, try out a new trainer. And a lot of people are just like, not even interested in that either. So I think it's also a part of the way that I have always trained people where I'm just giving them everything they need to do this on their own basically yeah um so i've kind of been preparing everybody to to train and program and and do this thing on their own this whole time anyways so if anything i should be kind of proud that i'm kicking them out of the nest and they're you know hopefully going to continue on on their own um but then you know there's also the the other side of it where i'm I, I guess my my biggest concern is that people are just going to stop working out because um, my you know my presence was the only thing keeping them coming back consistently. That's my yeah. biggest fear. Um, I really really hope that doesn't happen. And I've you know explained that to people like just just keep keep coming. It doesn't doesn't matter that I'm here or not. Like you're doing really good. Like consistency. That's what you. It's all you need to focus on. Just come in, do something. And you'll get to where you want to be. I mean, that's just, that's just all you need to, to worry about. So. No, I, I think that it's, it's part of your career. It's something that has to happen and it's normal. I think that this is a sign for you to grow and, and get out there and do your thing. And um, at the point that you are in your career, you're going to, I guess, upset a couple people and along the way, nothing's ever perfect, especially with this industry. You're always going to, there's always going to be somebody that, you know, may not take it the best. They're not going to be like unhappy for you, but it is, it is interesting. It's not as simple as like, let me just pass you on to next person. Um, so because you build a personal bond with that trainer, you invested in that person um, into their coaching into them uh, people by people. That's why that whole saying for personal trainers that people buy people. So I get it, but I think this is a good opportunity for you because it can take you a different path that I didn't go down. So I'm actually very interested to see how that goes for you. And I think that is, it's a smart move based on how things are looking. Um, but those are other things that we'll talk about like another time off air, but yeah, it's definitely like a good, it's a nice, exciting step, fresh, fresh change, I mean, a new facility that you'll be at. That's going to be cool. That's going to be really interesting. Have you, have you seen pictures or been in a crunch before? I think so. I don't think I've been in, in a crunch inside a facility, but I've seen one that's in the sterile. Um, mm-hmm. I drove by it. I think I've only seen it from the outside. I've seen kind of people that have posted when they've been inside of them. They're nice gyms. I mean, they're just a, yeah. the, the, they're the commercial layout gym. Um, I may or may not go back to a commercial gym. I'm not sure. It's just hard because I work in one and typically I'll work out during near the time that I work. Um, so it's rare if I step out to go train, um, uh, and going out of my way to go to another gym. So, yeah, I'm, I, I've been kind of creeping on, uh, just Google images to see 
what sort of facility it's going to like, what, what's it going to look like? What's the equipment going to look like? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just from like the images that I've seen, it kind of seems, especially coming from the gym that I'm at where it's pretty basic. I mean, basic is really all you need. That's one of the things I liked about it, but this has just like so much shit. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of seems like it'll kind of be like a playground almost because <laughs> there's yeah. going to be so many like options available. I know they have sleds, which I've never worked with that before. Um, and then just like rows of squat racks with deadlifting platforms. And I think rubber weights, which also excites me for different reasons, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I can't wait for it to open. Um, see, you know, what the, what the atmosphere is like, what the culture is like, uh, knowing I'll kind of be part of the creation of the culture, uh, is pretty cool. Uh, considering it's, it's a grand opening. So like the, I'm not walking into anything. We're building it from the ground up in a, in a certain type of way. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty damn excited. It's, it's going to be new. It's going to be challenging, but it'll be, I, I think the, the right step out of my comfort zone. And then, you know, it'll give me kind of a, a good idea of like what management looks like and, and all that sort of stuff, which you kind of hinted at, but that's, you know, could potentially lead me down a slightly different path, but I think we'll that, see. I think going in there with the mentality to, to outperform everyone should be your mentality. I'm just saying it right now, like just go out there and outperform every trainer out there, um, become top producer. Um, you know, those things are still true, which you kind of did at at the, at this gym, obviously it's a different, it's a different scale. Um, but definitely like it's, it's important. So I think that as for any trainer listening, if wherever gym you're out, you're working, if you are someone that works in the fitness space, I would definitely say that that's one thing, one metric that is important. And it's not just a dollar amount. It's like the type of clients, you know, the quality of work that you're produce, you're offering, uh, your reputation, your retention, um, and then getting all those things uh, solidified in an environment that's going to be producing and giving you uh, leads. And that's the hardest part about a personal training business is getting clients and knowing where they're coming from and using this as a learning ex- opportunity, learning the back end side of the business, which is also what people miss misunderstand when they go private, you need to understand how this kind of works. Um, because at the end of the day, you're running a business. If you're doing this for your career, your 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 source of income, um, it's important to dive into that. It's important to learn and go through the process, um, just like anything. But I'm excited for you, man. Yeah, I'm excited, and definitely, top trainer is the 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 mark that I'm aiming for. Um, and I see absolutely no reason why I can't reach it. Um, it actually kind of seems perfect because anytime fitness was definitely a different atmosphere, but mm-hmm. it gave me a good place to sort of build my base to where now I'm confident. Like I'm going into this place confident. Like I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. I know I can get people to sign up with me. And you had, get- this is, this was interesting. Like, it's like you had less volume at a boutique style franchise gym. Now you're going to a corporate gym that has a fuck ton of leads. Mm-hmm. Um, just so many opportunities. You can. Bro, if you're not getting like multiple assessments a week, what what's going on? Like, yeah, something's clearly malfunctioning uh, somewhere along the way. That's that's exactly yeah. my thought. I mean, it's I, it's just gonna be <laughs> ripe with potential clients. So so like where I work for people that don't know, I work at a private studio. I want to hear rumors of a of a trainer on the other side of the city that's just crushing it. That's providing quality <laughs> service. And low key, I'll know who it is, but I just want to hear like rumors, like 
that's something like, you know, it's between hiring me or this other guy that's just super handsome and just super big beard. Yeah. Just a big beard guy. It's like uh, a Jack Santa Claus, <laughs> but like, you know, shredded. Um, it's between that or me. So it's, um, that'd be cool. I think that, that you're going to, I think you're going to do really, really good. Um, but funny. we, we did have a, a good fitness topic for those that didn't check out the timestamps that we leave at the bottom of every episode on the comment section. You can see exactly what the, and based on the title, uh, Mike presented an article to me, um, for people that obviously don't know, we don't subscribe to any, any particular diet, but we also sometimes poke fun at any of the diets like and this is just like the one that's easy to poke poke fun at because this is the one i think that has like the loudest um cult-like um following i guess if you will it's been politicized it's been marketed a certain way it's made a very it's been around for a while i guess this methodology of dieting um which at the end of the day our our rule of thumb before we get into it it's it's eat however you uh, like that's going to keep you consistent and it's going to, it's going to give you, it's going to allow you to be in optimal health. Like that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter the fat loss, the muscle building, the, as long as you're not like putting compromising your health, then it works. We don't care. Like I have clients that subscribe to this type of eating and uh, I don't care. I don't tell them not to do it. Um, I just give them the pros and cons and tell them stuff to kind of keep an eye out for, um, and typically what happens is that they'll cycle in, um, they'll get out of that diet from time to time because it's necessary for the most part. Um, and the diet is the plant-based, uh, vegan style diet, um, veganism, that, that, that whole thing has been a huge market, even in the food industry, it's created like companies and lines of food and products, uh, that, you know, kind of, uh, give that people that specific niche market that their options of food and and stuff to pick from. Um, But the study was um, comparing protein because this is the biggest thing that people come down to when it, when they're, they're debating a diet, I think is more so the protein side of things. Like how am I going to get enough protein from, uh, from uh, plant-based options uh, when, when I'm not eating any animal products? Um, and, and it, it does get a little challenging. I th- for what I always tell people, I think veganism is it, it works in modern day society, but it's just, it's, it takes a lot more work. It's not just as simple as cutting out meat, which is what a lot of people do. And they run into a lot of health issues down the road because for the most part in Western civilization, we, we eat uh, an abundance of refined foods and carbohydrates and, and artificial sweeteners and just uh, processed, ultra processed foods. And typically the only non-processed foods in the diet come from eggs, chicken, meat, like any type of red meat. Um, and you're eliminating the, the only whole foods that you typically have in your diet, which drastically decreases your health because then what happens is that they don't go and study and look into more of the, of the nuances of it. And then they start running into a bunch of health issues like uh, vitamin deficiencies and stuff like that. And, and they, and they usually come back to their doctors and it's like, what's wrong with me? I thought I was going to be healthier and they either gain more weight or they their heart, their blood work and their health markers come back with some negatives. But, um, to kind of like go on topic for the, for what this subject's going to be about is about the protein consumption. 
Um, Mike, what is some stuff that they found? They, there was like a, me- a meta analysis done on comparing, I guess, equal protein consumptions, correct? It was like about the same amount for both. Maybe? Yeah, r- roughly equal amounts of protein. Um, so basically this is a, this is a meta meta analysis on, um, muscle synthesis, um, using either animal protein or plant protein. Um, so they analyzed 3,081 articles and then did a meta analysis off of 16 of those. Um, Mm -hmm. so this is a pretty, pretty broad stroke, um, that they're pulling this from and the protein consumption were generally above recommended, uh, dietary suggestions. So, you know, you can think people are eating plenty of protein during these. It's not like they were restricting for any silly reason. And then also these people are actively participating in resistance training of some kind. Uh, that part is not specified. I don't know if they're doing leg extensions or squats or, or what. So, um, but the, results were actually, you know, pretty moderate. It's not saying that there is a massive fucking difference between the animal protein and the plant protein, um, crowds, but there is a marked difference. Um, the animal protein group were seeing an increase in absolute lean mass and muscle strength. And the animal protein was kind of lagging behind a little bit in both of those or not absolutely lean mass. I'm sorry, percent lean mass. Okay. Um, so that's actually, I wanted to talk to you about that because there in the article, they were also saying absolute lean mass percent lean mass. And I'm trying to figure out like, what do you think the difference between those are? Absolutely mass and percent lean it? mass percent lean mass. Yeah. I'm imagining like a, like a, like getting like a body fat scan, mm-hmm. you know, you get 15% body fat, then however much left over, generally speaking is considered lean mass, even though it's yeah. like skin bones, organs, it's not all muscle. Correct. Um, so maybe there's some sort of way to measure skeletal muscle and percent. Yeah put a percentage they do i don't i don't know the exact definition of those um but yeah but i guess like the overall like thing that i'm getting from that i kind of we we looked over that article earlier today as well and basically what i'm getting is that there was a difference in just overall strength and performance um and just overall like i guess they're analyzing muscle tissue here i don't think they're they're analyzing just lean mass as a broad number they're analyzing muscle tissue here um so they're seeing like a slight uh, benefit of having more lean tissue, a more, I'm sorry, more muscle tissue um, development, more muscle growth for people that are listening. Um, it, but like you said, it's not like this whole, this super drastic amount where it's like, holy hell, like this person packed on like 20 pounds of muscle versus this one, like wasn't, it's not that extreme. And I think that you, when you look at a study like this, we're not even picking on it because we're, we're being objective. We're not like seeing like, aha, we told you so much more muscle was gained on um, uh, animal <laughs> protein. No. Um, but what we are saying, there was a difference um, and it was favoring animal protein. Now th- I, th- there's a couple of reasons why I think this was the case. Um, 
main thing here is so we like you said we don't know even all real quick backtrack we don't know what they were doing as far as programming and training goes but i'm assuming that the metrics were the same usually that they'll do that for these type of studies because that would completely destroy like if you you had someone that was only machine based and then you had someone that was doing like compound lifts then you're probably going to see a very big discrepancy in like strength and uh, muscle development because it's a different signal with a different adaptation here but to keep it simple i think based on that they didn't give super in depth on what was going on but i'm pretty sure let's keep things roughly the same then they had different age demographics they had above 50 i believe and then under 50 yeah um so that was another key point that we need to make sure that we highlight um and my thing for why the people with animal protein did better is just the simple fact that the added nutrients that you get from animal protein would i could see helping more um in development you know developing muscle and this goes even if you're comparing um animal protein with animal protein let me explain so like if you're having if your diet composes of just lean protein in the form of, ch- of just plain old chicken breast and tilapia like they're very lean proteins and it's just as a for gram per gram you're getting the the the, the amount of protein that you need for your butt for your target each day but let's say person a does just lean protein like that very like minimal like fat content nutrient content um but you're getting someone that also has the same amount of protein but they're throwing in uh like red meat like ribeye and like uh, new york strips and maybe some organ meats um overall um, and let's say all the macros were the same. I would bet that the person that had uh, more variety of animal proteins with more nutrient dense protein would see a benefit um, overall in health markers, which thus would probably show a slight increase in performance and muscle building because you're getting more nutrients there. This is when it comes down from the calories, macros being in check, but then you also don't, we, a lot of times we don't cover is the micro part of it you're getting certain vitamins that you may not get from just chicken alone um that's why we don't even advocate for clients to be eating like a bodybuilding type diet for long term because we know that cycling in other sources of animal protein is beneficial because there's obviously a better there's more nutrients and fat content so on and so forth so um but to go back to the study that is the main point i feel as to why there was a discrepancy um with like Overall, the arching thing being that people with animal protein saw better benefits. You're having more nutrients. You can still do the same, but like I said, like you need to do so much more on a gram to gram basis um, to hit the same amount of nutrients um, that you would get in a lower quantity, lower volume of food when you have animal products. Yeah, and I I, I did try to find um, what specifically there because. Uh, talking about animal protein or plant protein, those are pretty broad terms. These could be animal proteins in the form of a, a whey based protein powder, or it could be a plant protein. It could be pea, pea protein. I mean, they make mm-hmm. these products that is technically plant-based or animal based, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find whether or not it was that, or it was just straight up vegan diet, vegetarian diet versus omnivore or <laughs> carnivore diet even. Um, but assuming these people were eating like normal people and they were just eating food, some were just not eating meat and some were, um, 
I can kind of draw on my own experience from the month that I did of being vegetarian. And then even a couple of my clients that are vegetarian that I've worked with over the years where we always, I think you did a full vegan diet though. You didn't do a vegetarian diet. Vegan. Yeah. It's, I did a vegan diet. I didn't do a vegan lifestyle. It's, I don't know. I guess it's kind of, um, six of one half dozen of the other to me, but yeah, it was kind of vegan. Um, I didn't eat meat. I didn't eat eggs or fish or anything like that. It was literally just plants. Um, so I guess plant-based would be a better term for it, but, mm-hmm. um, I found the difficult part, uh, all of my protein was attached to a carbohydrate or fiber or a fat of some kind. So all of these protein sources, they, they came with extra calories. So it became very difficult to manage my macronutrients, but then also to not get extra calories out of what could have otherwise been a more simple meal. Um, you know, normally, I mean, I don't eat chicken breast very often, but that's pretty straight up. I mean, it's mostly protein, maybe a couple grams of fat, but it's, it's primarily protein. And that makes Mm. things a lot easier Then I can go for green beans and a sweet potato or whatever I'm having for dinner that night. Mm -hmm. Those macros are super easy. Whereas if I'm trying to hit 150 grams of protein out of nothing but plants, that has to come from lentils, beans, nuts, seeds, all these things that have a lot of other macronutrients in there and therefore a lot of other extra calories in there. So that always becomes the issue, um, especially when I'm working with somebody that's trying to lose weight. If we're trying to hit a protein goal, it becomes a matter of managing your calories in a much more uh, conscientious way because of all these extra nutrients that you're getting. Now, not to say that those are bad. A lot of people could probably do okay with it, but it just becomes a lot more, um, what's the word? meticulous. Um, and then I'm also wondering on this study, what were, or if there was any body fat put on, or if they even looked at that. Um, it, cause in, in my eyes kind of to just piggyback off the, own the thing that I just said myself, it was so much easier to manage calories and macronutrients, um, considering protein sources from multiple places, as opposed to just plants because of the aforementioned extra, nutrients, calories, all the extra stuff that comes with, uh, with those extra vegetables that you have to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's definitely, it's a small enough difference from what they were saying. And I've already lost the numbers on the screen and I don't want to, uh, drag it on, but it's a small enough difference that I would say, like, you know, somebody trying to do this, um, be it vegetarian or omnivore. I mean, pretty much just like Jonathan said at the beginning, pick what you can do consistently. You know, if, if you're, if you're not eating meat for moral reasons or health reasons or anything like that, but you're trying to reach like a fitness goal of some kind, don't feel like you're, you, you have a, like a hand tied behind your back. Um, it, it may be a little bit more, um, a little bit more nuanced for you. And you may have to do a little bit more research, but it's still well within your reach. Yeah. Um, and then if you are, you know, eating meat and, part of that lifestyle. I mean, no, you are getting a little bit of a, an edge on somebody that's not, but even to that effect, it's not, it's not 20 pounds of lean mass difference. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure the, uh, the core components still apply to you just because just because you're eating a ribeye doesn't mean you still, you can avoid, you know, all the other health markers and such. Exactly. Well, it's my big, my big point here is like, I feel like it would be harder for people to 
uh, go on a, on a fat loss phase long-term with, with a vegan style diet, like you said, you have to attach a lot more calories to hit certain nutrient markers and, and targets. Um, this is, I think the problem where a lot of people run into is that, yeah, they'll see, maybe they'll cut a, a certain macro or not a macro, a, uh, a certain source of food out of their diet instantly be in a deficit. They'll lose a lot of weight, but the problem is that to sustain that, um, through good quality nutrition gets a little bit more challenging. You have to be more meticulous with, um, eating that way. And, and people already struggle with understanding the basics of calories. Now you add on top of that micronutrients and other things you're, you're taking away easy sources of nutrients. It's not as easy as slapping a multivitamin and then calling it a day. There's other things to keep in mind when going about this. So this is the thing that I would caution the listeners, uh, about this is just, look into it. If you're going to go this route, we're not saying that it's not a good option. It's probably not optimal for most. I know some personal people that do it for more reasons, uh, uh, global war, uh, you know, as far as the environment goes, they do it climate as change. well. Climate yep. change, um, which to me, that's been debunked already that uh, it, it's silly. Um, I don't even want to get into that, but you know, it's, it's not as drastic as you would think. Um, but hey, to each their own, right? Um, my thing here is that like, if you want overall health, you may be okay if you want to eat primarily plant-based. Don't be like you can never eat a, a piece of animal protein or have some type of animal product in your diet. For example, there's been people that have been, that, that were swore behind like a vegan lifestyle, right? And they were Instagram uh, influencers, people that had like a very big following, Due to health markers, they had to incorporate animal protein. They were seen by doctors. And then when they snuck it in, they got caught and they got shamed for it, which is silly to me, man. It's like, it's their body. It's their health. Yeah. Why are they getting like shunned for um, having to do what it takes to stay alive? And I, I'll say even this, it sounds a little bit messed up, but it's like the, there's a hierarchy of like importance here. Like, and, and, and you are, you are, you are important. You know, you got to put yourself at a certain priority of importance. Um, you need to take care of your body. Um, I'm all about like respecting animals. I'm, I obviously like, I live with two pets, right? And it's like, I'm not here like thinking I'm going to look at my dog and think I'm going to make a soup. No, that's, that's no, it's not how I look at stuff. There's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, there's like, but there's certain animals that give certain value and benefits. And I'm all about respecting and no such thing as animal cruelty. And I don't, I'm not, I don't agree with that nonsense. That's why I try my best to source from good quality places that I feel that are doing a, a difference that are doing things better. Um, People are, will probably rebuttal me and be like, oh, you know, you could, that's selfish. You can do whatever. I'm not talking to you. Um, basically, <laughs> like my point is like, you know, just do what's best for you. Um, watch your health markers and um, do what's going to be most beneficial for you long-term. These are going to be the important things that you need to look out for, for sure. Um, another point that I was trying to make, I'm trying to see if I'm not missing anything. Um but no, those are kind of the main things. It's it's a little bit more challenging. I will tell you that for most of my clients that do it, it's hard. You know, it's and and they struggle with it. They it's hard for that hard for them to get their nutrient targets. Versus when I tell them just to incorporate fish, like a salmon, instantly feels so much better. Their performance the next day is night and day difference because they try to go such a hardcore vegan route that their performance in the gym begins to suffer. Man, it starts to suck. Um, it's not, I don't think it's advantageous for muscle growth and development personally. 
like i don't think it suits that if you're just looking for a holistic lifestyle and you and you're okay with being very very small and and not as strong then <laughs> um honestly that's fine but if my clients when they're trying to chase strength numbers and their numbers start to decline and then i tell them just eat eggs just eat eggs don't eat a piece of uh of flesh just eat eggs and um they literally their performance the next day is like they they hit prs and everything it's like you know it's yep. like well hello like <laughs> so um that's kind of my rant with that but i i like this subject because like i said there's no best i'm not even saying going carnivore is like the optimal route either i think that for the most part is navigating foods seeing what fits good for your body because some people plants like for some people plants upset their stomach it doesn't sit well. Certain plants just don't sit well with certain people. Does that mean that vegan uh, plants are bad? No, it's just that there might be a different cooking process they need to go through, or maybe certain things that they need to avoid for them. So it's everyone's so individual with this, but uh, yeah, I love this stuff. It kind of makes me, it, it triggers kind of my, uh, my response to be like, you know, what are you even talking about? <laughs> yeah. And this actually, this, you literally just reminded me of a, uh this is off topic, but I'm actually going to miss the old timers at my gym because of the stupid conversations that I overhear. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gets my brain going. One of the stupid conversations that I overheard was uh, one old timer, a telling old timer B that um, if you want to lose weight, just go vegetarian. Cause you never see an overweight vegetarian. And I'm like, I can think Not of true. a few things wrong with the statement, but. And I know a couple stop. overweight vegans. Yeah, exactly. And you know, just off the top of my head, I mean, potato chips are vegan soda's vegan um you can go to any supermarket and find super high calorie foods that have that have zero meat product in them whatsoever uh, ice cream depending on your definition of you know what a, an animal product would be ice cream could technically be considered to be like okay with vegetarian or probably not vegan but vegetarian. vegetarians vegetarians yes yeah so you know are you saying are you saying that i can eat nothing but ice cream because it's it's vegetarian and i won't be overweight like just applying the simplest amount of logic to that you can find an issue with it so yep i, I agree with what you're saying all that to get to this point i agree with what you're saying for fat loss it's probably a lot more challenging or putting a making it more challenging than it needs to be i lost and even muscle gaining dude like even just eating enough food to build quality muscle as the studies show like i think across the board there was never a study that supported that veganism or vegan diet surpassed an omnivore diet when accounted for nutrients and calories about the same it goes to show that it, it doesn't mean that it's better yeah so if you'd want to do it that way sure is it the most optimal way to get there? Probably not in my opinion. Yeah. And you probably have to work a lot harder just to get up to like baseline. I mean, yeah, because there, there is one, there's only one, there's only one vegan guy that I know that's like super shredded and, is, and has competed. But I think that he is on some type of uh, test level, you know, TRT or something to maintain that size uh, in aesthetics. But I don't know him personally, so I can't attest. That's just speculation. But uh, like I said, can it work? Yeah, but dude, I, you would have to put in like so much more work, which if you're okay with that, if, hey, by all power to you, do what makes you happy. Um, any closing thoughts, Mike? Anything that you want to wrap up with? Um, no, you did. I did a, uh, a little gesture on the uh, 
one of the, the rants that you had that just reminded me, I, I have zero information on this, but I saw a quick little thing on Reddit, which I know is hundred percent true all the time. Uh, apparently they found an enzyme in a cow's stomach that can break down certain types of plastic and uh, not to get like any science level of this. Like I said, I did zero research on this, but I imagined this like really like boring dystopian future in which we're, we have like rows of cows in recycling plants and they're, they're feeding them plastic to get rid of all of the plastic. And then also we're getting like this, this milk product from them. That's coming from like plastic material. I don't know. It just, my brain went crazy when I read that title and I was like, Oh my God, like what the fuck are we doing? Oh no. Yeah. Um, I do have a dad joke for you though. Um, for it. All right. Why did the toilet paper roll down the hill? Mm, no idea. To get to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. There you go. <laughs> well, listeners, there you have it. If you guys like this type of information, share with a uh, vegan person and piss them off. Um, and if you are offended, I'm sorry, not sorry. Um, but if you haven't already subscribed to the channel, give us a thumbs up on the video if you're watching it on YouTube. Go ahead and leave us a five-star rating on all the other platforms. It helps us do well in the algorithms. And like always, we appreciate the support. We're continuously producing content for you guys so you guys can take away and improve your overall quality of life. If any questions, shoot us a personal message at our Instagrams at the Next Level Show. My personal page is at John Alva. Fitness, Gabe is at Prime and Glory, and Mike is at Mike Nellis PT. Mm-hmm.